Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the 5th Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us. Before we jump in, a couple things. First of all, we'd love if you'd leave a 5-star review. those Those reviews are really big to us. Also, go over and check out our sponsors. Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. So easy to set up, easy to use, will make your team, you know, will make your team better shooters. I can guarantee that. And not necessarily scores, but the great thing is they've they've dealt with that problem. And now you have trainers there. You have things on the Dr. Dish. It will actually help you become a better scorer. So go over and check it out. Mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Right now, we're, we got a quarterly membership. We're trying something new here. We think it's a great innovation for all of you. Maybe jump in for three months and, and, and kick the tires around. Um, we believe in teachhoops.com so much that we have a 14-day free trial right now. No one else has that. No one else had, No one else are you going to get their bat phone and be able to get on a call and help them through. So our roadmap is, is second to none, too. It will walk you through your basketball journey. So come over and check us out at teachhoops.com. Let's head off to the podcast we, again. Or it's also the regulation of the person that's pulling them up. There, there's no, like, in a society, that's where... Yeah. Anyway, we, we can. We and emotions are contagious. That's the part are. that we don't understand. Emotions are. are contagious. I don't remember which one it was, but when it was that one recent one that the, the, the guy was in the car, there was, you could tell there's like four SWAT. I mean, you could feel the emotion of those four or five SWAT guys. It's like, what do you do? But, but you're right. It's almost that pack mentality. And then it, when it leads to one to another, um, it, I mean, I'm obviously in Wisconsin, which is right next to Minnesota. So obviously mm-hmm. the Floyd mm-hmm. issue, you could sense with, if you watch that, you could sense all of those police off. It was not, it wasn't, if it would have been just one police officer, mm-hmm. who knows? It might've been, it might, I doubt it, but it might've been different, but it, you could right. sense all of them kind of like, it was mm-hmm. revving up. And it's like, you can, that's where I tell coaches, if you go back to how in basketball, if you're revved up, and your three players are revved up. Guess what? Your whole bench is going to be revved up. Grandma on the third row is going to be revved up. I mean, it just it's it just feeds. I agree. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about your um, your outreach and your 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 foundation and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So d- deep dive into that a little bit because that intrigues me a lot. And I think yeah, it was we're talking about. Yeah, definitely. So the uh, the foundation started. Um, 
officially a couple years back after the Houston hurricane, Hurricane Harvey. But okay. you know, my my wife had been doing some some orphanage work in Asia. She'd been doing, she went all over Asia doing orphanage work. Um, and then she came back here and we did some stuff after the hurricane Harvey. And that's what made us become official. Just a couple of things that we were able to, it was like a mission. It was just like a movement, but not necessarily a foundation. And we became a foundation after the hurricane, uh, just due to understanding how uh, individuals can only get certain donations in a certain type of way. And, you know, after that, then we're not going to be. <laughs> you know what I tell people? It's about like life is a follow the money. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, you're trying to like make a difference in the world. But in order to do that, you need the wheels to turn. Yeah. We'll give you money if they think anyway. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, that we, we, we raised a lot um, during the hurricane. We, there was a lot of things that we were able to do, but then there were, there were a door to shut because we just didn't have paperwork for it. And uh, we were, we were showing all the things we did. I think I delivered half, half a million dollars worth of goods in a six week period um, with the U-Haul truck. And right. now this is now understand this. I told you I, I work for FedEx, right? Right. Everything I did on the U-Haul truck for six weeks straight was just a FedEx route. That was essentially, it was me just understanding how to do distribution. So I was able to go get all the goods from all the distribution centers and then have it delivered but and do that every there, single day. That's what I tell kids. There's no bad pivot. Like you learn something in a job that you probably didn't love the job, but it was right. a job, but you right. learned something in that job. Like yeah. as a coach, you know, before I became a head coach, I think I was under six, I was an assistant under six head coaches. I learned a little bit on every one of them mm. yeah. on that journey. So how did you come up with the name? I love the, I love how the V is kind of like, uh, like on fire. I, I like the, I like the logo a lot, but um, how did you come up with that? Uh, my wife is a creative genius. And so um, let's just say that, right? Like she is an absolute creative genius. But the uh, the overall thing behind the name is... So give uh, everybody the name. I will put all this stuff in the show notes. Okay. I will put the Facebook group and the Instagram. And, the, and I will put all that down in the show notes um, when it goes live. But um, give it, give, list it too, because sometimes I type things in wrong. So... Tell everything, Instagram, all that stuff, so people can go find it and then describe what it is. Definitely, yeah. We Thrive Foundation, and you can find us on Instagram at We Thrive Foundation, uh, Facebook.com slash We Thrive Foundation. Um, our basketball program, you can find it ThriveEliteBasketball.org, and uh, the website is WeThriveFoundation.org as well. So, um, yeah, so dot org dot org. There's so a www.wethrivefoundation.org. Okay, correct. okay, go ahead, coach. Yeah, and so uh, our overall thing is like there's this need to survive in certain areas, and we're really, really good at surviving. But uh, surviving keeps us in fight or flight. Surviving just doesn't allow for us to plan for the future because we're just trying to make it through the day. And so the We Thrive is like a, a mantra, so to speak, that we will do more than thrive. We, I mean, more than survive, we'll thrive. We'll be able to plan for the future two, three generations later. We'll be able to sit down and build without, you know, just always being in a state of fear. 
And so we, we want to live in a way where we're actually living and not just living day to day. And we want to make sure that that's something that we uh, embody as an organization, as a, a, a people. And then we want to show that to some of the kids that we deal with that don't know that as a reality. First of all, we're, it's, I, I, as you were talking, I was not not listening, but I was pulling up the, the WeThriveFoundation.org. It's a great website. First of all, I love the flow of it. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, so where's the picture of the people in the truck that's underwater? It's, that's Houston. That was the, that was the, that was, uh, hurricane? That was Hurricane Harvey. You know, it. that was the biggest flood in uh, American recorded history. Um, it was a more flood than a hurricane. And so like a lot of people had, like we started, I started when people were still on houses when I was out helping people and the national guard was pulling people off of houses and bringing them to shelters. And I started when it was really, really bad. So when I say six weeks, um, the first thing, our first load was just a case of cases of waters. You know what I mean? Like it was just immediate water. Yeah. 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 It was just immediate, you know, needs It's rescue still, you know what I'm saying? So it goes from rescue to re relief to recovery. And so we did the re rescue and relief part of that. You know? and so tell me, so your wife's a co-founder, but then tell me about Phoenix, Phoenix white. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's my wife. Your wife's Phoenix white. Yeah. And then who's the who's the other white on here? The co-founder, creative director. Shamir. Yeah. Shamir. Yeah. Or that's that's our there's son. A play, there's a play sign. What? Shamir. That's our son. No. Yeah. He's he's a he's a pretty big. So he was in Asia with him. He was they were in Asia in the orphanages, both of them. That's awesome. I love that. And you even have a Twitter feed. There you go. I love that. <laughs> Um, okay. So, so when people donate, what does that go toward? Like, so, so let's say, I, let's say I donate, what, what is, what is that donation going toward and what is the mission? Like, give me the mission statement. Yeah, we, we provide resources, relief and opportunities to underserved families, at-risk kids and homeless veterans. Uh, the donations, they go towards us building programs and us making sure we have great curriculums and great teachers and great people to, uh, help support. Uh, the kids who need help or the, uh, my wife has a women's program. She just finished. That's why we're here in Mexico. She just finished a women's healing retreat down here this past weekend. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's wonderful. I mean, to be honest with you, women make the world go round. So I, absolutely. Why, 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 why are we even here? We're just, right? we're just here to help them, to be honest with you in a lot of yeah. ways. <laughs> um, all right, so, um, and then tell me about the basketball, the Thrive Elite Basketball. Tell me about that a little bit. Thrive Elite Basketball is, uh, mm, this we just got started. Uh, okay. We have been doing things for about a year and a half now. We started with the Junior NBA Skills Challenge. Now, I have been coaching with another organization, but I just saw some things in AAU, period, that I thought needed some change. And sometimes <laughs> you, you got to. You, you think? yeah oh my I, goodness it's yeah. like there uh, so don't take this wrong for all the summer AAU coaches but when I had a coach in that environment at times there were times I felt like I had to come home and take a shower like yeah. oh my gosh it's just like what is like you guys are doing this I mean anyway don't get me started but yeah um, and there are great programs and there are I mean my son played for I mean there are great but it's like 
the the worst of society comes out in some of that in some of those places i think yeah <laughs> and i and i think um i think it just needs to like it has some great like you said some great organizations like i know some great organizations that are in aau and the beautiful thing about going to an aau tournament is you can see the spectrum right like you can literally see like the ones that are together and then you can see people that just uh just don't either have any training and what i call it is ignorantly irresponsible i don't think they know to do or teach and you know playing against some of these coaches uh some situations can happen and again like even a coach can escalate a situation and i got i got uh so i i just felt like there was some things that was needed to be done from our perspective and i'm a I'm a firm believer that like you lead by example. I think you teach people how to be by being. And it goes into that emotional contagion uh, paradigm is if it's if it's emotionally, if it can be contagious, calm can be as as contagious as panic. Right. And so if there's a situation and, you know, you react to it like, hey, this, this is OK, guys, like we're better we are still in a good situation that can have lasting effects. This is why people become coach of the year because everybody has a situation where they have to become the voice of reason or the feeling of reason, so to speak. Sometimes you don't have to speak it. Sometimes it just needs to be a demeanor that's and and the players will emulate this. They will emulate what they respect. And so that's, that's just how I kind of go into it and how I feel about it. And so, okay, so a couple of things. First of all, I agree. Like, if you ever watch Brad Stevens coach, talk about calm. It's like, yeah. you know inside, but his players play the same way, you know, mm -hmm. especially when he was at Butler. Um, so are you playing an entire, like, so what age levels is the is your basketball program? I think it's a great way to connect with kids because they, it, you connect with them by having something that they love um so you're able to you know as a high school basketball coach i have something they want so yeah. they listen to me other than you know i am able to hopefully make an impact in their lives because mm -hmm. i have the cookie jar i have right. so um i think it's wonderful that you're doing that but at what what age groups and are you doing co-ed are you doing boys no we, boys? we just yeah no like right now like our main team is a uh, 17 U. Uh, then everything else we're just doing coaching clinics and uh, just clinics on uh, skills training. Our coaching clinics is doing uh, this particular work in terms of teaching coaches how to understand like emotional regulation, knowing uh, trauma uh, signs and of disassociation or arousal. Um, and so we basically. Uh, hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. Please subscribe and like. Uh, leave those five star reviews. Those one star reviews you can you can leave in your pocket. But go over to Apple and Spotify and wherever you leave reviews or wherever you listen and and, and tell us what you're thinking. Um, go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. 14 day free trial. Um, the one stop shopping. The Netflix for basketball coaches. Um, and then also go over and check out our other podcasts. Uh, Teacher side gig and high school hoops. P part of the I love saying this. Part of the coach market media conglomerate go over and check it out and let's head back to the podcast we'll play you know what i'm saying the teams play but we're not super competitive with a bunch of teams right now uh we'll we'll start that the next season just because covid forced us into just you know abbreviating it because we were planning to do this season last year right. and we did and so that's what was nominated for program of the year but it's mostly just because of how we like you said like i don't get 25 uh young 
uh, 14, 15, 16 year olds in a circle to meditate if I don't tell them they was coming to play basketball first. Right. It just doesn't happen like that, right? <laughs> right. But uh, good story though, like at, by the end of last season, when we were going into our last game, uh, I called a timeout. I called a timeout and our player literally meditated on their own. And this was something that we were starting to do as far as like, and, and I'm not talking about no long meditation. I'm talking about like, three to five deep breaths, everybody on the same page type, but they're understanding that it's helping them regulate their emotions. Now we ended up losing that game, but at that point I knew, right? Like it was right. like, look, we went through this season and this is the players that I'm telling you that needed as much of this as possible and for them to understand that, Hey, this helps us. And, you know, they saw enough situations to uh, do it on their own. I think right. that's what it is. So you go from, it's co-regulation. So when people, that emotional contagion is called co-regulation. It's like, I'll regulate myself and you kind of follow me on this regulation. But you start winning when it becomes self-regulation. When I no longer have to regulate the players and they can regulate themselves on the free throw line and they can regulate themselves coming across having a call to play or they're being pressured and then I'm able to keep their composure. This is games are won or lost on this. Like jobs are won and, won and lost on these types of things. And they so are. like as much as we want to talk X's and O's, I know I do this. I did this. I got this from Gene Durden. I do this before practice. Like, and when I forget to do it, they'll, they'll tell me they want, mm. we have a minute meditation before every practice. So I want them to leave school behind. Mm. They come in, they shoot around. I talk to them. I connect with them. And then the, the, we, we sit in a circle and it's dead silent. No phone, nothing. No one says anything. They close. I, and, and before I do that, I teach them some meditation things, but I know some kids are just sitting there in silence like literally i'm trying to turn them off <laughs> and turn them back on mm -hmm. because they're connected to their phones they're connected to their friends they're connected to the teachers it's like we're gonna leave that stressful thing over there and we're mm -hmm. just gonna have a the, the first time i did that maybe two years ago it was freaking them out because i make them lay down in the center mm -hmm. circle with their eyes closed and no sound no one can make a sound and they're, I, they're not used to dead, silent, no stimulation, nothing. I mean, they're not used to that. In, right, in the right. <laughs> I don't right. know they're sleeping. So it's like, okay. And it, so when I stopped doing it, like, you know, two months in, I forgot to do it one day. And they go, oh, coach, we didn't do our center circles. Like, oh, I forgot. All right, let's go do that. Because they wanted that, like, mm -hmm. now I can go compete and have fun and do the basketball part of it. Um I think that's, I think that's a great thing. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think it says something about you too, that you didn't go and build 12 teams and that you're building it. No, I'm just saying, cause you can tell the programs that I'm just going to like, because right. money's going right. to come in, whatever. I mean, yes, right. that's because you're building it the way you want to build it. And you just, um, I think that's one of the favorite things. Um, all right. So let's, um, let's go through, I'm going to do my rapid fire here. Um, so these are all just real quick questions having to do with basketball. Uh, what's uh, one word to describe your ideal player? Uh, tenacious. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a favorite pregame meal or postgame meal? Nah. <laughs> I, no? Just give me something to eat. Now I don't have a favorite. Um, okay. I don't think about it. Uh, if you could go to one sporting event in the world, what would you go to? Uh... I would like to go to the World Cup. I'd like to go to the World Cup. It's crazy. I'm telling you, yeah. I told this story before. My brother and I were 1990, we were in Europe. It was in Italy. Mm. 
Oh my gosh. We were traveling, mm-hmm. backpacking through Europe and people don't, I didn't, in 1990, I had no idea about World Cup. I quickly found right. out about World Cup. Like, what right. are you talking about? We can't find a place within like three, you know, 100 miles of Rome. Well, they're playing mm. Brazil, mm. Argentina, whatever it was. It was like, right. I, I, I've told this story too. We were in a little town in Italy. We were getting dinner. The woman brought the pot and pasta out and stuff and disappeared for literally an hour and a half. Well, the game was on. The Italy was playing. Like mm, everyone mm, in the mm. restaurant. Wow. It was us. The two Americans sitting there eating, you know, <laughs> Italian food. <laughs> we eventually found them and were able to pay them before we left. But holy cow. Um, uh, what does your game day look like when you prep for a game? Anything specific you do? Yeah, I try to, you know, meditate myself. Um, I, I try to make sure I, I have some time to myself to get myself regulated, like know what we have to do, uh, especially AAU. AAU is a lot of moving parts, scheduling, what course you plan on um, going for if we're out of town. Uh, so usually I'm going to center myself and make sure I'm, I'm – I'm usually the last person out of the hotel. I'm make sure everybody goes to the uh, get in, and I just take some moments. You know what I'm saying for myself before we get into. Uh, do, you, do you check their rooms before you check out, Coach? I have to. <laughs> you have to. Uh, yeah, you have the to. Number one, number one thing I find. What's the number one thing you find when you check rooms? I know what I find. Socks, man. Socks they they and socks. charging cords. Oh yeah, and maybe a coach. And you, if you leave, you coach can't use your charger now. Now you want to use my charger. Right. So charging <laughs> cords and socks. You're right. And the socks, yeah. I love the hotels that have beds that you, you can't have stuff under. Like oh, yeah. The ones absolutely. that are on like the wooden, those are like mm-hmm. gold. Yeah. It makes it an easy walkthrough. It does. It's like I, my, my, when, we, when we go on our, on our trips for our team and stuff, it's me and my assistant. We'll have, we always have, a, they get a key and then we get a key. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and so we always, go through, we always go through and check. And then it's like, hey, you anybody want these Jordans? Like, I'll walk right. under the bus. Like, whoa, go. It's like, how do you leave those in your hotel room? Right, like, right. <laughs> do you let them play games on trips? Huh? Like, how, how are you with, like, games on trips? Like, video games. Do you let them bring video games I do. Well, see, so usually we go on one big trip. Like, we'll go mm-hmm. to Florida or play. We play in some mm-hmm. national tournaments. So mm-hmm. I do let them bring games. We have curfew. Okay. We, um, we tape their doors so we know they're okay. not leaving at night. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a lot of dead time. I can see why NBA guys play a lot of video games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, we'll go, we'll do our shoot around, we'll eat, yes. you know, we'll do our film session. But I, there's only so much I can do. Right. And then right. I got to, and, and the thing is, to, for me, it's a bonding thing. Like, yeah. there's a lot of smack going on. From what I've heard from my son, there's a lot of gambling going on, whatever, as long as you're not losing your shirt. But right. there's a lot of, like, they talk about that a lot posted, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's their world, and they love, like, let's go play 2K. Great. As long as you're right. not with the neighbors, you know, and then we, like I said, we have curfew and stuff, but I do let them bring it, um, because it's better than them going out. I mean, they're in there, and they're playing games, Mm-hmm. Right. They're, they're getting along with their teammates. They're talking smack. Right. That's okay with me. Them leaving and going, you know, to the club or something is a lot more of my worry. Right. Uh, and I think that bonding is good. I'm telling you, I go. I'm on pretty. The- I'm pretty good at 2K. So yeah. I like they. 
I have to play them too. Play. So like they gotta. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I go on those trips. They're a pain in the butt for the coaches, but I mm. do them for the because it's more than basketball. It's more. Yeah. It's that relationship building, and then because we usually go over Christmas. And mm-hmm. then when we come back from those trips, you don't want to play us because right. we're old. Because I have had them, I've had them for a week, right? Distracted from mom and dad mm-hmm. playing basketball. Like I got their their fo- they're on we're on the same page at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before: it's a lot. It's a lot. It's more difficult when you spend that much. It's hard to not like someone. I mean, you can, you can, you know, what I'm saying there's. Some of those 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 clashes dissipate because you're spending so much time together. You have to get along. You don't have to like the person, right? But we're all going to Golden Corral. You still have to sit at the table with them, right? Know. Right. And it just, I think, otherwise, you know, in a normal thing, you come to practice. I don't ever have to talk to you. I other than I'm right. like, right. I'm forcing them to. It's like a retreat almost. Like I'm seeing all of you in a cabin. Mm-hmm. Like the person, you don't have to hang out with them, but you're going to have to deal with them because you're in the same space with them for a week kind of thing. You um, get a lot of shared experiences though. That, that's one of the things that about uh, human connection is shared experiences. So like, you know, us coaches, when we can sit around and have this conversation because we had a shared experience of, uh, coaching basketball and then so once they get out of town and they have a shared experience of being in that hotel together so they can always remember just being there hey remember when we went to Florida and yeah. this year and you know they can talk about the game they can talk about what happened in the hotel they can talk about who won or lost on 2k while right. they was there but it's that shared experience of being in a place that isn't like the other places like right. it's school they, they, they remember that more they remember the big games they mm-hmm. remember those things. They don't remember beating the 500 team on a Tuesday in February. Nope. Because it's not really a shared experience. It's like, oh, we yeah. beat them at 30, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can, I played high school basketball in the mid 80s. I can tell you about three or four games. Because sure. that's a shared experience. I can't mm-hmm. remember beating Team X in right. game. I don't remember that right. game at all. Because it was, it was just another game. So you're right. Those shared experiences. All right. In closing coach, first of all, your, your son gets an A plus cause he's, he, he kept stayed, stayed asleep. Uh, one bit of advice. So if you had to give one bit of advice, this would be the last question. One bit of advice to a coach. What would you give them? Yeah, man, we'll go back to uh, listening and learning emotional regulation. I just think it helps every other part. I, I love X's and O's. Like I am, I love it. Like, I love to call plays. I love to, you know, put my best players in position to score. I love playing with timeouts and all those different things that you could do as a coach to still be in the game. Because that's a part of it, too, right? Like, we all want to still be a part of the game. So, there's sometimes the timeouts or us talking to right, refs. But, but here, I think you've hit on something that I've been doing some reading on, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm reading this book. Let me see. If you haven't read this book, this is a great book. Okay, lift it up just a little bit more. Yep. Okay. Okay. Oh wow. Coach's guide to teaching, and it's really okay. good. But anyway, um, it's uh, if you think like it, the elite coaches in my state or my league, if I think I'm out coaching them, I'm delusional. Right. <laughs> I mean, we're you know, I might make a little mistake, and they might make mm-hmm. a little mistake, but it's really about who's on who who's got their who's got their group clicking and who right. like. You know, that's the difference. If 
I think sometimes coaches, we think we have more, more yeah. of an impact than we actually do. And we, you know, that's mm-hmm. the X's and O's are important and you can't win without them. But um, as I've gotten older, I, I, I'm thoroughly convinced that if I got them on the same page as me, I'm going to win. Like if yeah. they're going to run through that wall for me, I'm going to win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because they're going to run through that wall for me. They might not always do everything right, but they, you know, and that's, it's the love. I'm telling you, it's the, it's the love. Like they don't want to like, I don't want to miss they, because mom and dad are going to be mad. I don't want to let right. him down, uh, you know. Yeah, and they was running through walls for me before I got the X's and O's. The reason I love X's and O's so much is the same reason I think I fell in love with basketball in the first place because I started so late and I had to work so hard to just become uh, relevant. And so, like, the, I just fell in love with the work ethic, with the learning of the game, the learning of the skills, and then being able to apply it once I learned it. And so that never ended. It's still to this day, and I think that's what uh, basketball uh, gives me. And I don't ever want to leave it. Like, I, I'll be there. I, I tell people this every day. I said, basketball has given me more than I can ever give it back, ever. Mm. Like, it's mm. for my family, for my kids, for the kids. I mean, it's unbelievable. So, thank you, Coach. I will put all those uh, links down below. Okay. Not what I remember. And then um, uh, I really appreciate it. Thanks for absolutely. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Thank, yep. thank you so much. Yep. Hey everybody. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like leave a review. We love those five-star reviews. We're going to leave a one star. You can skip to the next podcast. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Sports social podcast network.